Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. And this is Mr. Beck. Mysterio? What? Doesn't matter. It's just what my friends have been calling me. Well, you can call me Quentin. But you handled yourself well out there today. Saw what you did with the tower. We could use someone like you on my world. Thanks. I'm sorry, your world? Uh, Mr. Beck is from Earth. Just not yours. There are multiple realities, Peter. This is Earth, Dimension 616. I'm from Earth 833. I'm sorry, you're saying there's a multiverse? Because I thought that was just theoretical. I mean, that completely changes how we understand the initial singularity. We're talking about an eternal inflation system, and how does that even work with all the quantum? It's insane. Sorry. It's really cool. Don't ever apologize for being the smartest one in the room. Anyway. They were born in stable orbits within black holes, creatures formed from the primary elements, air, water, fire, earth. The science division had a technical name. We just called them elementals. Versions of them exist across our mythologies. Turns out the myths are real. Like Thor. Thor was a myth and now I study him in my physics class. These myths are threats. They first materialized on my earth many years ago. We mobilized and fought them, but with each battle they grew, got stronger. I was part of the last battalion left trying to stop them. All we did was delay the inevitable. The elementals are here now, attacking the same coordinates. Our satellites confirm it. So thank Mr. Beck for destroying the other three. There's only one left, fire. The strongest of them all, the one that destroyed my earth. It's the one that took my family. I'm sorry. And it will be in Prague in approximately 48 hours. We have one mission, kill it. And you're coming with us. I'm sorry, did you say Prague? <laughs> Mr. Fury, this all seems like big time. You know, huge superhero kind of stuff. And, I mean, I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, sir. Bitch, please, you've been to space. Welcome everyone to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. This week we review the movie that takes us overseas on a European road trip full of wonderful architecture, historical landmarks, and witches. It's 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home. But first, he just wants to hook up with the girl, but has to get rid of his enemies first by taking pictures of them in compromising situations, and then still failing... Because he's kind of sort of creepy. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? I thought everybody took pictures of other people in the bathroom. Uh, no, that's just you at the bus stop. Say lovey. Yeah, yeah. When when wait wait they didn't even go to France though. <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever the Italian version of that is. Uh yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh. And right. since they didn't go right. to France, you can't say Menage a Trois today. So ha. Oh, I will still do it. You know what? I will do some quick research on the fly and figure out what menage a trois is in um, it, either Italian or Czech. 
Yeah, you do that. Yeah. I want to see you try and read Czech. Yeah, right. Uh, so, what's been what's been happening with you? You doing all right? I'm doing okay. I mean, depending Good. when this comes out, who knows when that's going to be. So, I mean, I might uh, be super busy. I might have nothing to do. I might be homeless when this comes out. I might wow. be living in some sort of glorious mansion. Who knows? Because it's it's random as to when this thing is going to actually it's, release. It's not. It's not really that random. Um, are you are you looking forward to Christmas? Christmas is tomorrow. Christmas is tomorrow. What year? Yeah, two thousand twenty. Yes. <laughs> well, at least we know it's within the next what eight years, nine years. Yeah, yeah. I got I got eight years to get it out. Right, <laughs> Jesus eight Christ. nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, whatever. Um, all right. Well, uh, you got any uh, CBC news? No, we don't do that anymore. Remember. No, you don't have any CBC news? No, but I do have a commercial for Fine. you. We can we can do that. Awesome. Let's listen Let's to it. Let's do it. Do you like true crime? Oh my god, cat, you can't just ask people if they like murder. But I'm curious. Well, curiosity killed the cat. Uh, does that make you curiosity? No. I'm Logan. And I'm Cat. And we're the hosts of the true crime comedy podcast, Spoiler They Die, which is part of the Creative Brain Candy Media Cooperative. We release an episode every Monday where one of us tells the other a story about a serial killer, a survivor, or basically anything morbid and scary. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and by visiting creativebraincandy.com. We're also active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us by searching Spoiler They Die. Also, we're Canadian, in case that matters to anyone. I don't think people listen to podcasts based on people being Canadian or not. People in our Discord server seem to care. Oh, sorry about that, eh? I'm so sorry you all had to listen to that. But thanks for listening to us panhandle. All right. You can check them out and all our other great podcasts on creativebraincandy.com. Um, I guess it's time for a pod crawl. A pod crawl already? We're like three minutes into the fucking show. Look, when you get rid of what's happening around CBC and you don't have Stargate on your uh, on your show to be able to do random news at the drop of a hat. So you don't have any news. Um, no. What do you do on this no. show? I look. I very as little as possible. Obviously, um, I I act like I know what I'm doing. I ask you the tough questions. All right, um, fine. Let's do this. All right, perfect. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Movie opens with Nick Fury and Maria Hill going on vacation to Mexico and being rudely interrupted by a rock monster and Mysterio shooting green shit from his hands. We then cut to a tribute video for Tony Stark done to the tune of the Bodyguard soundtrack. Seems fitting, greatest Whitney Houston song used for the greatest hero ever if you ask Tony. <laughs> Spider-Man shows up to a charity event with Aunt May to promote displaced people after the blip. Meanwhile, Nick Fury tries to get a hold of Spider-Man for some reason, but Peter doesn't want him to ruin his European vacation plans with his classmates, so Fury gets ghosted. Peter's plan to start to put the moves on MJ goes awry and he ends up sitting next to a teacher for 8 hours while Ned gets himself a girlfriend. 
while in Venice, a water monster shows up and starts terrorizing the city. Have no fear, Mysterio is here and he proceeds to help the monster tear up the place. Spider-Man does his best to keep the mess contained, but ends up getting his bell rung. Twice. By a bell. After the Loch Ness yeah. monster is defeated, the kids head back to their sinking hotel for some relaxation. Ned, having had a very exciting day, takes a trank dart to the neck while Peter and Fury have a discussion on proper phone etiquette. In the only saw system in Venice not underwater, Peter meets Mysterio aka Quentin Beck, a superhero from Earth 833 visiting Earth 616 because shit blew up on his Earth and the housing market isn't what it used to be. Beck says the elementals came to his planet and set up shop there until the fire elemental destroyed everything. Beck is there to make sure it doesn't happen on this planet. Fury tells Spider-Man he is needed in Prague to face the final elemental. Peter notes out of the mission and heads back to his group to spend time with MJ in Paris. The next morning, Fury has hijacked the field trip and sends the whole class to Prague as part of an upgrade. While on the road, Peter drops his pants for a foreign chick, gets uh -huh. caught, and tries to murder his competition for MJ's love with a drone that he now controls with glasses given to him by Tony Stark. Apparently, Stark left a teenager in control of an advanced AI that controls space drones that will gladly take out anyone he says. I'm no genius, but that seems a bit dumb. Anyway, in Prague, Night Monkey and Mysterio defeat the Fire Elemental and have a drink to celebrate at a local pub. In their costumes. Without masks. In front of people. Peter is stupid. Yes. Peter ends up yeah. giving Beck the Stark glasses so he can live a normal life with normal problems and not have the weight of the world on his tiny spider shoulders. As Peter leaves, the bar begins to fade away and we are treated to a story time with Crowley. We find out that Beck is actually an ex-employee of Stark Industries, that was canned after his holographic technology didn't pan out. He recruited other employees and decided to con Peter out of the glasses so they can become real fake superheroes. Back at the hotel, MJ and Peter go on a date so MJ can tell Peter his Spider-Man. While denying it, a piece of wreckage MJ found at the elemental fight goes off and they figure out Beck is a fraud. Peter heads to Berlin to warn Fury, but is suckered into a trap by Mysterio. The fight ends with Peter run over by a train and waking up in the Netherlands. Peter calls an Uber and heads to London to stop Beck from hurting people. In London, Beck launches all the space drones and sends them off to kill all of Peter's classmates. Peter shows up and starts fighting the drones and eventually makes it to Beck. Through the power of the Peter Tingle, Spider-Man <laughs> defeats Beck and saves the day. Back at home, MJ and Peter have become an item, Aunt May and Happy might be a couple depending on which one you ask, it's a bit foggy and QMJ and Spider-Man swinging through the streets of New York, and J. Jonah Jameson outing Peter Parker as Spider-Man credits. Well, no, it wasn't I'll... J. Jonah Jameson that outed him. Well, no, but he's the one that reported it, so, you know, and I had to get J. Jonah Jameson in there somewhere. No, he didn't he's report national... it. Yeah, he did. No, it was, he it was the, he broadcast on in... Times Square from an actual news reporter. It was but uh, J. Jo J. Jonah Jameson was on the on the big screen. Well, afterward, yeah, saying that he knew all along that you know Spider Man was blah 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 blah. He was ranting on Spider Man like he normally does, and now oh, he just okay, gets well. to rant on Peter. Okay, well, whatever. I had to have J. Jonah Jameson in there, so <laughs> you know what I did. Next time you can do the pod crawl. Next time we review Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, you can write the pod crawl. Deal. Perfect. Awesome. All right. So 2019 Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, this came out two years. Almost, what, two? Almost exactly two years. Uh, Has it just been two years? 
Yeah, it was only two years that it came out. Uh, the first one was 2017. This one was 2019. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Seems like it's been a long time ago. It, well, you know, COVID added like 20 years to everybody's <laughs> life. I think so. Something like that, you know. First impressions? Thoughts? Uh, I mean, it was okay whenever I first saw it. It's still okay now. I mean, it's, nah. I could take it or leave it. I have okay. not been impressed with any of the MCU Spider-Man movies. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not great. In fact, I would say they're maybe good. They're just okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'd, I'd, yeah, I could take it or leave it. I won't watch it again unless I'm doing like a, an MCU binge and it's just part of the binge. But yeah, this isn't a, this is an MCU. This is not an MCU movie that I seek out to watch over and over. Okay. All right. You're just not a Spider-Man fan, huh? No, I'm a, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I loved the comics back whenever I actually read comics. I think Spider-Man has a, a, a lot of really cool lore and some very interesting villains. And it was, uh, it was uh, an everyman kind of superhero. And uh, he was witty and sarcastic and, uh, it, he was a, a great character. I just don't feel like he's been captured like, that way in the MC movies. Okay. I thought it was pretty decent. Um, it, you know, it, it definitely had some holes. Huge uh, gaping holes. Yeah, it had some holes. Um, I, you know, I'm going to, I understand why they did it, but I'm going to have the exact same issues with this one that I did on the first one in that, uh, but it wasn't near as bad, but it was, it was still the Stark show. It was still the Tony show. Well, kind Um, of. Well, look, I understand the guy's trying to figure out his place in the world and all that after his mentor passed away, but you know, I why did why did Beck have to be a Stark employee? Why you know, why did all those other people that they brought in have to be ex Stark employees? Um you know, it, it was just kinda why did Stark have to give uh Peter the Edith? Um you, you know, it's it's it, it to me it was relying a bit much on Stark still. I think it was um, well, you you gotta understand this was the first movie that came out after Endgame. So well, they were I, this, I this was that. a transition movie. This was the last movie in phase three. So right. this was a this was a movie where Stark was basically passing the torch off and phase three was passing passing the torch off as well into phase four. So I mean the the, the people being the people behind the, the whole plot being from Stark Industries, that doesn't bother me so much. I mean, that makes as much sense as, you know, any other fucking plot device. Um, right. I, I, I actually thought it was kind of cool that they brought that one uh, actor back. And funnily oh, from enough, Iron yeah, Man from, from the first Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, I didn't catch it until this watching but the actor that played that scientist is the kid who was in A Christmas Story. Oh, is it? Yes. 
That is Peter Billingsley. He is he is the the main oh. character in a Christmas story. I didn't catch it in Iron Man, and all the times that I've seen Iron Man, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it the first time I watched Far From Home. It was just on this showing. I looked at it, and it's probably because a Christmas story has been on recently. And I looked at it, and it's his eyes. His eyes gave it away, and I was like, no, no, that's not the kid from A Christmas Story. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it is. And it actually took me a little bit to find him because I was looking for his picture because I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. And I was, I just went to Spider-Man far from home on IMDB and was looking for his picture. And I was expecting him to be, him to be bald in his headshot. And he's not, he's just, he's not bald. No. Well, I don't know if he's actually bald or not, but in his headshot on IMDB, he is absolutely not bald. Really? Yeah. Huh? I didn't know that was uh Peter Billingsley at all. Um, I didn't catch that, but hey, at least it got you to do a little extra research for my show. Thanks. <laughs> Anything for you? That. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. But no, I, so so the the people being from Star Trek is is I think the least of the sins. I think that works as a plot device just as well as as anything else. I think the the whole premise behind how they got the technology that they got to pull off the first fucking magic trick that they did to get the rest of the technology that they they got to pull off the rest of the magic trick on an even bigger scale. I think that's where the huge gaping hole that's larger than James's gaping hole after a weekend at the lounge is. Oh, nice. That was a long way to go. To that was a long walk, but it was worth it. It was. It was. Well, so, yeah, where did... I mean, obviously they were using drones before. Where did they get those drones? Exactly. Where did they get that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I understand it being that dude's, uh, you know, he was in charge of those drones. Um, it could potentially engineer them again, but, I mean, then they would have had to have, from what it looked like, hijack a satellite or some something like that, some sort of... Yeah, they would have had to have had a lot of tech. I mean, just the raw materials to build those drones yeah. and the capital with which to purchase those raw materials, I I find impossible. Yeah. Because they had quite a few yeah. drones to do their small-scale stuff, right? Right. I mean, well, and it wasn't even really small-scale. Even the fire monster was pretty... I mean, I mean, all, well, all of it was pretty large. Yeah, it was pretty uh, large, but I think they did it with a... A very small subset of the the total drones that they had at the end. So they think, may have had maybe you know a, a twelve, you know, a dozen to twenty drones to to begin with. Right, and you you think they could project far enough to to make all that happen? Yeah, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that was the premise okay. of the of the plot anyway. Okay. Um. All right, so let's let's talk sophomore films then. Um, uh, for all this stuff, um, sophomore by this films. time, sophomore films, you know, the second film that has come out. Oh, okay, for okay, okay. Each of the, I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay. Uh, am I using that relatively? No, correctly? no. I, I just, yeah, I didn't catch it on. I didn't catch on the first time. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I kind of, I mean, obviously it's not the director's sophomore film, but it's for this particular IP in MCU. Um, we've, uh, we've had Iron Man 2 come out. Yeah. Um, Thor Dark World. 
Captain America, Winter Soldier was the second one. Um, Avengers, Age of Ultron. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, or which is Ant-Man 2. And then Spider-Man 2. So we've got, what is that? Uh, seven? Seven, yeah. Seven uh, second uh going outs of uh of of whatever superhero it is uh one of them's a team up mm-hmm. um which ones uh, rank them uh, let's rank them like uh, which ones do you think did the best so you want to rank them high to low or low to high yeah yeah let's rank so them best high to, to low yeah best to worst My and you know and then maybe we'll to least uh, favorite favorite to least favorite and i'm going to i'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe we will revisit this if i remember after we've watched a couple of the other number 2s okay and see if our see if our um our thoughts change because we're basing this all i mean we've only seen one of them once or you know we've only seen one of them recently so okay yeah so, um so out of this list uh, my number one would be Guardians of the Galaxy two. Okay, really? Yeah, really. I like okay. the Guardians of, Gal- of the Galaxy movies. I think they're some of the best of the MCU movies, and I think the second Guardians of the Galaxy was just as good as the first. So yeah, I'm gonna go Guardians of the Galaxy okay. two is number one. All right. Number two. Uh, number two on that list, I'm gonna go Winter Soldier. Okay. All right. That was a that was a decent outing for number two, and Captain America got to uh, sleep with his own niece. Well, that's always good. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little incest never hurt anybody. Keeps that tree nice and straight. Right, right. It's all trunk yeah. all the way down. All trunk. All right, number three. Number three. So number three is going to go Age of Ultron. So okay. at this point we're kind of we're kind of getting down into some of the the lower tier movies. Yeah, it's it's kind of the nitty-gritty. I mean, like, Age, Age of Ultron's kind of that lesser borderline of all evils. Yeah. Kind of that borderline yeah. where the movies just kind of go to shit. Okay. So Age of Ultron's number 3, my number 4 is going to be Iron Man 2. Okay. Uh number 5, I'll give it to Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. Uh, number six will be Ant Man and the Wasp, and then that leaves number seven, Thor: Dark World, which is just an abomination. Yeah. you're not gonna get a uh, you're not gonna get a rebuttal from me on that. Yeah, yeah, no, that movie All right. sucked. All right, so you know we're not terribly far off uh, from each other. Um, I went with Winter Soldier as as number one. Um, I'd liked, I liked bringing you know what they did to bring it into the to the modern, um, and and I liked that intrigue portion of it. That's also when Agents of Shield was kind of cranking up, and and that might have had something to do with it. You know, as far as the, you know, Shield was no longer going to be Shield because they were taking Shield down type of deal. So mm-hmm. that kind of helped. Um, my second one was Guardians of the Galaxy two. Uh, the only reason for that uh, not being number one is, while it was good, I I didn't like it near as much as I did the first one. Really? Why? Um, I just it just 
to me, it was a little... I, I don't know. I just, I mean, it was good. It wasn't bad at all, by all means. It's just between these two, I would say I liked the intrigue and everything in this one more than I did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and their brand of shenanigans. Okay, no, I right? I get that. That's fair. But why did you like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 much less than Guardians of the Galaxy 1? I wouldn't say much less, but... Well, you I, said it. it. I, okay, I did say it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was good. I liked it. I just didn't. I, I really like. I really like Guardians of the Galaxy one. I, it just. It. I don't know. It hit something in my feelies. Okay. I don't know. I just. I just really liked that one. Um, two wasn't bad, but it was. It wasn't. I don't know. I wouldn't call it wor- uh, bottom tier or anything like that by any stretch of the means. It just, you know, it was kind of like, okay, whatever. This was pretty good. I'll give it. I don't know. I, I, thought, I, I, I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 2 really showed you the, the, how, how much the group dynamic between the Guardians had, had grown between the first and the second. Okay. I thought there was a lot more character development in that movie than many of the other MCU movies out there. Okay. And even it, maybe, even it being an ensemble, I mean, there's, there's five main guardians at that point. Um, yeah. and they, and they all, tr- and they treated all of them. Well, of course they just introduced Mantis, but, um, so I guess really four. Um, but I mean, they, oh no, there would still be five and then Mantis yeah. would make six. So, yeah, even with all five, they 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 brought all five of them in and and really even just developed all five of the characters, and that's that's kind of hard to do in two two and a half hours. So, yeah, well, maybe maybe my my uh maybe it'll change. It's not one that I've watched multiple times. You know, maybe maybe two or three times total. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, man, I I could go turn that on right now and watch it. You know, it's just I don't know. I don't know. I was young and impressionable back then, I guess. <laughs> Stuck with me. Um, so I I kind of went a little different with you. Uh, I went Ant-Man 2. What? Uh, next. I just, I don't know. It's it's something with how Paul Rudd's playing the, playing the character. Look, don't get me wrong. I love Paul Rudd. I think he's funny and great and... Yeah. and uh, probably a really great guy to hang out with and and you know he's he's a phenomenal actor comedic actor i think i've even seen him in maybe one or two dramatic roles that that weren't bad but ant-man and the wasp was not a good story i i don't know i just i liked it i liked it i i liked the quantum realm shenanigans i liked i thought it was pretty good Okay. I, I I don't know. That's just me. And again, maybe it'll change. Maybe maybe I'm watching it through rose-colored um time machine. Who knows. Um Ultron. Ultron was next. Uh, I put that as my number 4. You you said number 3. So, um you, you know, of all of the ensemble ones, I would say Ultron is low tier. Um, yeah, it's you know, definitely all the, the worst of all the Avengers movies. It is. Yeah. Yes. I, I, now, don't get me wrong. Um, if the story would have been better, I think it could have been phenomenal. I think James Spader 
was a, an awesome Ultron. Yeah. In, in terms of voice acting it. I mean, I it was I think they picked the right guy. I think they picked the wrong director. Yeah, yeah. I think Joss Whedon kind of dropped the ball on that one. I yeah. Uh I didn't I don't think he did good on this one. Um next one after that is gonna be Spider Man two. Okay. So I, I put Spider Man two there. Um, and then we've got Iron Man 2. Uh, big reason why Iron Man 2 is down there is it, it wasn't all that great to me. Um, and I really I really thought the Whiplash character was kind of... Um, the, the villains were kind of thrown together. Yeah, I mean it's it's not the, it's definitely not the strongest of the Iron Man trilogy. No, but it's not no, the worst it's... at least. <laughs> um, but no, it it was it was okay for me. Um, I, I still liked the plot was thin. I'll give you that. And there wasn't a there wasn't a whole lot of um, there wasn't a whole lot of development on uh, what was his name Victor Hammer. No, no, no. Hammer or Hammer. or uh, oh. Um... Ivan, 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 yeah, Ivan, Ivan Fatranko Vic, or Fatranko, yeah. yeah. Hold yeah, on yeah, a yeah. sec, I'll find it. Research on the fly. Research on the fly. Ivan Ivanko. Ivanko, yeah. So I mean, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of character development on I Ivan. I pulled that out of my head. Um, I didn't. <laughs> he didn't believe that. I was well. I wasn't fully invested in in him as. Uh, somebody who could build an arc reactor um, out of spare parts and and Radio Shack specials like Tony did in a cave um, yeah. off of his father's blueprints. So, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. But it, it, the 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 acting in that movie, I think, was was really solid. Um, I thought the play between uh, the new uh, Rhodey with Don Cheadle in that position and uh, Don, Robert Downey Jr. as as Tony Stark was was fun. I think I think they played off of each better each other better than the original Rhodey and oh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. So I, I I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I mean it wasn't terrible, but yeah, yeah, damn sure I enjoyed it better it. than you know Spider Man or Ant Man. Okay, all right. <laughs> And then uh, my last one was Thor. Yeah, yeah, Thor is because Thor and also ran in every list. They shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have done Thor Dark Dark World. It was just I don't I don't know what they were thinking. I'm surprised that movie alone didn't just tank the MCU. Well, I think at that point in time they had so much else happening, they were able to recover quickly um because they had no i want to i want the films come on you having problems with the internet i am wikipedia holder of all knowledge is is just doing me dirty right now it's not uh i'm on the marvel cinematic universe thing here and i'm here we go there it is found it all right so Thor, okay, okay, yeah. So, so they had Iron Man three, 
right before it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, again, I'm surprised that yeah. Iron Man 3 and well, Thor Dark World didn't both just tank the MCU. Yeah, so they had the Thor Dark World in November, um, but then right on its, hot on its heels in April was Winter Soldier. Um, and that one was very strong. So I think, I think that helped. And then right on top of that, what I think really helped Guardians of the Galaxy came out as their, their summer blockbuster in 2014. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think if, if those two hadn't happened, I, I think it would have been a completely different story. Um, I don't think it would have died completely, but I don't think it would have been as of a juggernaut as it is now, right now. I mean, maybe. Because you know, then right after that was Age of Ultron and then Ant-Man, uh, was, that was the end of Phase 2. So I think, I don't know. I think, uh, I think they got lucky. <laughs> I mean, so I didn't go see Thor Dark World in the theaters. I had no interest yeah. in seeing Thor Dark World. I didn't think Thor was that great of a movie. And so I damn right. sure wasn't going to go spend money to go see Thor Dark World. Well, just put it into perspective here. Thor Dark World, 2013. Yeah. Thor uh, of November. Four, four years later, Thor Ragnarok. Well, they, had to, they had to wait for that stink four. to dissipate. Yeah, it took them four years to decide to come back to it. Took them four years so, to wash off the stink, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So, all right, well, uh, hopefully uh, I'll remember later on, and we can uh, relook at those after we've watched a couple more of the uh, part twos, uh, when and if they show up. So, who knows when. All right, so the, the next question I have for you, um, and, and I didn't ha I had this same reaction when I first saw this movie, was, um, okay, spoiler, if anybody hasn't seen it, you're idiots, go watch it. Um, I don't know why you're listening to this when you haven't seen these MCU movies. We'll wait for you to finish watching it, and then you can come back. So, uh, But welcome back. Uh, Fury and Hill are scrolls. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, did you find th that Fury and Hill's characters were just slightly off? Yes. During the actual film, yeah. And I was going to ask about that. I was going to, I was yeah. going to ask if you had, if you felt that that Fury was a little I, was was off. Maria, Maria, not so much. Maria, because she's kind of a, uh, kind of a one one or two scene character already, right? So so we don't have a whole lot to go off of that. But Fury, yes, when I saw this movie to begin with, I I didn't see the scroll thing coming by any means. But I something was off. Yeah, it was off so much that the first time that I saw this in theaters, I was like, no, something's wrong. I bet he's in on it as well. And it turned out at the end, it was a scroll and that that's kind of, but that, that was my question. Even though you found Fury off, do you think that was intentional or do you think he was just kind of phoning it in for this Spider-Man movie? See, I think I, th I would like to think it was intentional. Well, I mean, I it, like it to... plays like it was intentional and that may just right. be a happy coincidence that. Well, no. So, so I, 
and it wasn't so much it i don't think he was phoning it in i think um i think he was jackson was playing the character he was playing fury but he was playing fury ever so slightly different he was playing fury Um, like somebody playing fury Right, and he did, I think he did, it was subtle enough that I think it was on purpose, because uh, the one thing that really that really caught my attention that something wasn't quite right was Fury is one suspicious motherfucker. Right. Right, I mean, he doesn't trust anybody. Um, you know, he is very cautious. Yeah, and- he seemed way too enthusiastic to have Mysterio on the team. That's that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? This dude from nowhere, eight Earth eight three three nowhere, just shows up and he's all like, "Yeah, okay, I'll play all the cards." You know, we'll be buddies now. I'm not gonna vet anything that you're saying at all. You know, type of deal because it didn't look like he was vet. You know, it, it was just he was going. He was playing shotgun to to Mysterio's antics you know yeah and it didn't make sense whenever he said that you know he had been gone for five years and now knew nothing he knew everything before he was gone and now he came back five years later and knows nothing that didn't make sense because it seemed like he had all the tools available to him to know everything that he needed to know and right the nick fury that we know is not somebody who doesn't know who who isn't three steps ahead of the people that he's dealing with. And so right. I I didn't I found it hard to believe that he wouldn't have any kind of intelligence or be watching um, Mysterio this entire time once once he knew that Mysterio actually existed. Right. Yeah, so it it really uh, so I thought uh, yeah, I knew something was off. I didn't again, didn't see the scroll thing coming. Um I thought that was kind of a cool little um, Easter egg, if you will, to um, back to Captain Marvel. Yeah, uh, and and which Secret had Wars. only which yeah, which had just well, and Cap- Captain Marvel had just come out in March that same year. So I think it was, I think it was kind of interesting that they, uh, f- I would hope, thought that far ahead. Right. Right. To, to kind of do something like that. So, I, yeah, I was just, I was curious if you saw that, if you saw that difference on the first go around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, so I didn't, I didn't see, like I said, I didn't see Hill so much. I thought I was, that really threw me for a loop when, when she morphed. Um, I wasn't expecting her to be a, a scroll as well. I, I you know, because, don't know enough of her and her, her mannerisms. She seemed to be playing it relatively the same, but Fury was, I mean, we've seen Fury enough times that, yeah, we know something's off. Well, and and scrolls are supposed to be, you know, masters of disguise like that. So it it might've been that whoever the scroll was that was imitating her was doing a much better job than the scroll that was imitating, uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird because apparently Talos and Fury are best friends, right? Right. You know, because they met in Captain Marvel and all that fun stuff. So, I mean, he's uh, Fury has known him for 30 years or so because Marvel happened in the 90s. Right. 
So and and this is supposedly two thousand twenty three, twenty three or something like that, right? Twenty four somewhere somewhere, somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, they've kind of messed up the timeline. Yeah, because it's of. five years after the snap, and the snap I guess happened around two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so as far as uh, CGI, how did? Uh, How'd you think that went? Uh, it was better than the last movie, but it was still it was better still than, noticeable. Better than the first, better than Homecoming. Yeah, it was better than Homecoming, okay. but it was still pretty noticeable. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Disney class CGI. Yeah. So I saw one piece that was. It was bad. I'm sorry. It was really bad. Uh, the cell phone. While they were swinging, while he was swinging, at the end. Oh, at the end, yeah. Oh my God, that hand and cell phone yeah. looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was watching a video game. <laughs> you know, like a P, like a PS4 title or a PS3 title. You know, where it was just kind of like it's getting there, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah, you know, in realism. Well, and it, it was mostly in his web slinging. Uh, scenes that you could really tell that the CGI yeah. just was not there. Um, especially whenever he would zoom or fly past the uh, the camera on a close-up shot, it was yeah. just really noticeable that it was it was a composite CGI over over a background. It was it was not good. Yeah. So and then I had I had another little I had another little problem, and this this isn't CGI, but I I think this was. I think it was a really glaring mistake or to me it needs to be explained. So it was it was when Spider-Man when Peter and Miss and and Beck were up on uh Peter was up on the roof and Beck came up to see him. Right? Uh Yeah. Uh, and, and they're sitting on the roof and Beck's like talking about him and talking to him and trying to pep talk him, right? Sure. So Spider-Man's on a roof and and, and they're in Prague, I believe. Yeah, they're in Prague because um, he jumps down. Anyway, so he's up on a roof and he jump, He picks up his bag and he jumps down, right? Right, right. Okay, so how how does how did Bet get up there? His suit doesn't fly. Okay. Yeah, that's a good his question. Suit, I don't know. His, I mean, because he says his suit is a prop suit. I mean, he goes so much as to say it's his quick change suit, right? Well, um, I mean, we saw them practicing. They saw we saw him practicing, and when Mysterio was flying, it was it was holograms during the battles. So, yes, during the battles and stuff. So how how is he flying to get up there? It's possible that he had some drones around him that like picked him up and brought him up. Because remember that the suit that he wore during the battle scenes was also a hologram. Um, yes. Yeah. So, But I don't think he was there. I don't think he was really there at all during the battle scenes. He was, there, I think it was, he was there on the ground, but he wasn't actually fighting during the battle scene. That was all hologram. But yeah, right. so he was he was there before. He was there somewhere on the ground during. And do you think that? So do you think the the drones uh, hid him during the battle? Yeah, yeah, he would have been hidden when, inside the the hologram someplace. Okay, 
All right. I mean, I guess I could see that. I mean, I mean it's it's possible. Because we kind of see him trying it. Yeah, I, I don't know how he got he would have gotten up there yeah. except for the drones picked him up and and brought him up there. Yeah, but I mean that just it didn't I, I didn't catch that the first time around, you know. But when I was watching it now, I started it, I was thinking I was like, wait, how the heck did he get up there? Because he can't fly. Right. He, his suit his suit's not powered. He's not magic. Right. He doesn't have green shit. True. <laughs> you know, so so I was like, man, how the heck did he do that? So I didn't think about the a drone being cloaked or something and him standing on it or something like that. Yeah, because the drones are all cloaked. They have their own right. I know a cloak or they hologram each other or something. Yeah, something. They're all hidden Magic from view. Ears. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. I'll get I'll I'll do that. I'll I'll go with that. Um, anything else, uh, didn't work for you? <laughs> a lot. I, I mean, a lot. I mean, it, was there something, just pick, pick, pick a big one, I guess. I mean, it was really convenient that, uh, Peter's class was going on a European trip and Nick Fury needed him in Europe. That was kind of plot convenience. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. How the fuck is anybody not going to recognize Peter in a stupid, uh, carnival mask? In Italy, whenever he just donned the the uh, yeah half face mask, and, and and you know for somebody for somebody that didn't want to bring Spider Man, he sure did hold on to his web shooters in his backpack. Right, right, yeah, and even though he didn't take the 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 suit, right. Um, besides, he was wearing the same fucking clothes, right. And not yeah. only that, but he was drenching wet. During the battle, and somehow he got dry, like, immediately after the battle. Yeah. Well, he was swinging around. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's good. And we don't know how we don't know how long he was knocked out when he got his bell rung. Twice. By a bell. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the... Let's see, what else? It was just kind of a comedy. It was like fucking watching European Vacation. National Lampoon's European Vacation 2019 edition. Well, I was thinking it was yeah. I was I was making it more closer to like Euro Trip. Yeah, but PG. Yeah, something like that too. I mean, it was yeah, it was just a so fucking comedy of stuff. errors. Yeah, and I, I, well, they made him know, into the, a kind of a bumbling idiot for most of the film. It was right. Yeah, like uh, it, this wasn't Spider Man wasn't as as good as he. I mean, I know he's a kid or whatever, but I mean, to me, he wasn't, he wasn't the kind of hero that we had seen during Infinity War and Endgame, you know, in terms of confidence or what have you. And I, I right. can, I can chalk up to, you know, him losing Stark kind of shook his confidence or whatever a little bit, but, but this wasn't a, sp- it, it was a, it was a Mysterio movie with Spider-Man as the sidekick. Right. I mean, with a little bit of a romance thing happening. Teen oh, angst. my God. Yes. The whole fucking <laughs> teen romance thing was just... Yeah. I, honestly, I don't think this movie was targeted towards my demographic, really. Well, probably was, not. You're a cranky old man. I'm not even old. I'm just I'm just oh, cranky. Oh, whatever. You're over 40. You're cranky Fuck and you. old. 
Um, but no, I, yeah, the the constant back and forth between Ned and and what's her face was you know cloyingly sicking, love sickeningly you, sweet, and yeah, that was okay, babe. They took that way too fucking far. Yeah. Um, I I could have I could have been on board with that if it developed during the the whole trip, right? You know, but or even, eight hours even, on a plane, even just the eight really? hours on a plane, and then they, you know, the joke is they were gonna go to Europe as bachelors, and uh, Ned ended up, you know, not being a bachelor in Europe, and that's the joke. And then they leave it the fuck alone for the rest of the goddamn movie. I don't need to see them making kissy faces at each other the entire fucking time. It's not funny anymore. Right. Anything else? Um, the, the, the first illusion scene that Mysterio throws in around. Mex- uh, in Mexico? No, 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 no. Or? No, in Berlin. When uh, Mysterio intercepts Peter in Berlin. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that, that, that whole illusion scene was kind of cool, I think, in concept. I think in execution, yeah. they really dropped the ball on that. About half of that thing didn't look good, didn't look at all real. Um, I understand it was it was to overload kind of his senses and, and disorient him and ultimately to take him out of the equation and to yeah. get some information along the way, but I I don't know. I didn't and the the whole Peter Tingle thing, yeah. his Peter Tingle isn't working. I mean that was that was kind of funny throughout. Um yeah. But I, I, that seemed kind of like a contrived plot point to make Peter more vulnerable to the illusions rather than, you know, an actual weakness or, or something. They didn't really explain why his fucking Peter tingle wasn't working other than right. maybe, I don't know, Mary Jane broke him. I don't know. Gave, gave him too much Peter tingle. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, I don't know, or 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 uh, the the weight of potentially being Stark's replacement uh, was just messing with his head. I don't know, but I don't know. Aunt May referenced it before he knew that he was going to be Stark's replacement because he didn't get oh, yeah. the glasses until. Uh, oh Europe. yeah, well no, I'm just I'm just thinking in turn. Well, because they were talking about him being the next leader of the Avengers, and maybe that's what I'm and that's what I'm kind of pointing at. You know, because he went to that charity thing, and the and the reporters were always like, "Oh, are you gonna are you part of the Avengers? Are you gonna lead the Avengers now that Iron Man's gone?" You know, so mm-hmm. it was all. I, I I'm thinking it's all that in his head, you know. Yeah, but it seems like it. This had happened before even that that yeah. press conference. So possibly. We don't know how long it's been since Endgame and this. Couldn't have been um, too long. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking years, but I mean, it it had to have been, you know, a few months or whatever after the after the funeral and all that kind of fun sure, stuff. Sure, sure. So, all right. Um, did you did you like the uh, J Jonah Jameson cameo at the end? Yeah, that was interesting. How yeah. J Jonah Jameson is a uh, I don't know some kind of streamer or or podcaster yeah, vi- in in this yeah, universe video blogger yeah, yeah. and he's bald yeah, instead of has a flat top yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see 
uh, how they use him in the next one. Are they using I'm, him I'm a, in the next one? I, I would assume. J.K. Simmons in the would, next one? I don't know. I would assume that he might be in it. Um, a little bit of research. I really I like that they brought back J.K. Simmons. I mean, he is the quintessential fucking J. Jonah Jameson at this point. Yeah. Uh, he is on the IMDb for No Way Home. All right. Well. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of No Way Home, uh, do you have any predictions? No. Of what we might see? No. Any? Do you have any um, hopes? My you know, my prediction that you is would like to see. My prediction is that um, Doctor Strange is going to be the new leader of the Avengers. Okay. I, I've kind of been saying that for a little bit. I mean, he's he's the next logical leader after Tony. And I guess yeah. uh Peter is going to be Well, Tony and the fact that uh uh S- Steve is gone. Rogers is gone. Well, yeah, but I mean even Rogers is old. Even even when both Iron Man and Rogers were in the Avengers, I I still I still see Iron Man as the leader of the Avengers and Rogers is kind of the mom. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just kind of the mom See, and the I, dad of the I, Avengers. I, yeah, I found I I found uh, while while Iron Man is sort of the leader, I, I think Rogers was more of the tactical. Yeah, he was definitely the tactician. Person. Yeah. Um, so you know, while 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 Iron Man is the face and maybe the the de facto. PR leader guy. I think. I think when it came down to the fights, it was it. it you know, I think Iron Man stepped back and let and let uh, uh, Steve run the show. Maybe to an extent, at least all the way up until Civil War. Right, right? and then and then, the, and there then was at a that point in time, yeah. Yeah, but no, I think uh, I think Peter's going to be playing second fiddle in his own film again to uh, another fucking more popular Avenger. You think so? Yeah. You but you you think you think uh, Doctor Strange is going to be in there that long? I think he's going to be or in that it much? quite a bit. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. All right. I'm I'm kind of hoping. Uh, I'm kind of hoping we get to see. Um, I'm hoping we get us get to see a more p- mature, uh, less naive fucking Peter Parker because I'm sick of this fucking yeah. schoolboy. Um, you know, has no fucking clue as to anything. Uh, Peter yeah. Parker. Well, it all depends. It all depends on when, when this is. You know how how long after No Way Home or Far From Home does this take place? And isn't it odd that? All of Peter's friends were dusted, including Aunt May, apparently. So Aunt May was dusted. Peter was dusted. Yeah. MJ was dusted. Yeah. Ned was dusted. Uh, we're going to uh, Flash happy was, was dusted. Happy was dusted. Was Happy dusted? I don't think Happy I was think dusted. S- you don't think so? I don't think so. I think Happy. I, I think Happy stayed around. I don't think Happy was dusted. Uh, I thought Happy was dusted. I don't remember seeing Happy in Endgame until the funeral. Well, but that doesn't mean anything because, I mean, Tony wasn't 
a part of Stark uh, Industries yeah. anymore. Yeah, but Pepper was, and Pep and him and Pepper were at the ranch. Well, no, she wasn't really either. They were both taking care of their kid. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, but she was still in charge of um, uh, Stark Industries. Let's see if there's a list of dusted I'm, characters. I'm, I'm on that already. <laughs> was, was Happy Hogan snapped? That's the Quora question. Uh Oh, uh, his okay. So ahead of the premiere, Marvel released a set of character posters for which snapped or killed characters were black and white, and those that were spared were in color. Happy Hogan was in color. Okay, so Happy wasn't dusted. So he he was he was around. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see where we at. Oh, you know where we're at. Where? It's time for the superpower roll call. Oh boy. All right. Lay it on me. All right. Well, since Iron Man was mentioned in this movie, <laughs> I'm going to go with, no, uh, he's dead. with Billionaire he's Genius. Dead. No, he's dead. Doesn't matter. He is dead. I'm not I'm not being Iron Man. I'm taking Iron Man's powers. Billionaire genius. Uh you <laughs> are not playing by the proper rules. I am playing by the proper rules. No, he's dead in this one. It doesn't matter. All I need to do is pick the superpower. Okay. All right. All right. I'd do Spider Man. Would you? My yeah, minus minus, you know, the schoolboy. You know, oh, you got to take this guy, the schoolboy naive, naivete. No, not happening. Because that's that's part of his superpower. No, no, we can. Yeah, the spider powers right. don't work without it. Oh no, no, no! I'll take his Peter Tingle all day long. <laughs> that's we're, gross. We're leaving. We're leaving that schoolboy shit on the curb. That's gross. So, all right. Well, uh, you got any awards? I got a few. All right. Uh, Lay it on me with the Black Lung. Uh, So the Black Lung is going to go to the uh, final elemental uh, hologram because that was literally just all smoke. It was a smoke monster. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, I went with Prague. (laughs) Prague? (laughs) Yeah. Just Prague. I just went with the the city of Prague, uh, specifically where the the carnival thing was happening. That was all on fire. Okay. Man burning. Yeah. Uh, Headlutch, I am going to give that to, uh, I'm going to give it to Beck, uh, when he was toasting Stark or roasting Stark, I guess in that particular case, um, you know, they were having a good old time after they won those glasses. Yeah. Mine's going to go to Beck too, for taking Peter to a bar and getting the glasses from him and then yeah. drinking. Yeah. 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 He is an idiot. Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, through this entire, the whole first half of the movie, I need to keep my identity secret. I don't want people to know who I am. I just want to be a normal guy. I just want to be a normal guy. Hey, I'm going to wear my suit into a bar full of people. Right. With no head gear on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next to the guy to that's still that in I've his very distinctive with. costume without yeah, a helmet. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to put two and two together there. Never. 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 All right. Give me your player. Um, my player. I think I'm going to give my player to MJ. Okay. Yeah, just for the fact that she was the one that you know kind of lured Peter. She well, I mean, she really was. She was at the apex of a love triangle between Peter, Brad, and and herself, and so she got to yeah. kind of control the moves there and she picked Peter. So I'm going to go with MJ. Okay. All right. Um, I gave it to aunt may for rocking those mom jeans and using <laughs> happy Hogan, uh, when she was lonely, you know, an honorable mention's got to go to Ned. Ned. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. within an eight hour flight, he got the girl, he got a girl that really wanted to have nothing to do with him. Right. Right. Uh, to to date him on a European vacation. And then yeah, but then they broke up. Well, they break broke up amicably, apparently. I mean yeah. I don't know exactly how that works, but Yeah. The fling was over. You know what they say, what happens in a different zip code doesn't count, right? No, that's not what they say. Oh, well shit. Yeah. Don't tell Jan. Um all right, so uh, purple hippo for me i'm gonna give that to spider-man uh f- during the little mysterio hellscape thing that he did uh on him yeah mine too yeah i mean that one was a uh, cgi uh, aside i thought that was a cool sequence um when i saw it in the theaters and all that i was like man this is this is kind of cool it is um, cool that they're putting them through the ringer it is cool, but it's nothing. It's not new. I mean, so no. I've seen this at least twice before with the Scarecrow and Batman. Right. It's not new, but it's new for the MCU. It might be new for the MCU, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's still, eh, still kind of pedestrian at this point. Okay, fine. You're not breaking any new ground here. Oh well, you're pedestrian. You don't even know what pedestrian means. It's the person that walks on the sidewalk instead of using a car. All right. So uh, that's all the time we have. Um, Next time, uh, if you haven't been able to guess, uh, we will be reviewing um, the Spider-Man No Way Home. So with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. So this is coming out, uh, well, as of this recording, um, it came out last week. Uh, So, or when this recording... Wait, 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 they they bumped Spider-Man back, like, how many years? Yeah. It was supposed to come out in 2021. It, it's true, and it's 20... Yes, that's right. I forgot it was 2020. Yes, yep. Um, yeah, so uh, the, it, released, it released on December 17th, uh, so you can uh, look forward to that in the new year. Um, everybody, uh, hope you have a good Christmas. Uh, if you're listening to this after Christmas, I hope you had a good Christmas. And we will see you again in 2022. All right. So with that, um, our intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. 
If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkingincapes.com slash Discord, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkingincapes at outlook.com. Visit Creative Brand... Creative Brand Candy. That's like, Creative Brand that's like, Mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your fiber, people. Uh, visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. Uh, for this week... Um, I'm going to say have a good year. We'll see you next year. Oh, and uh, Bo. Bo, yeah. Make sure to eat your creative brand flakes. Yes. Uh, Talk to you guys later.